One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsack. And we are here for Clone Wars Report. Da, 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 da. Time to discuss <laughs> Jedi Knight, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> War! Anakin's in the middle of it. <laughs> your uh, your news music was extra bouncy. It was a little different. I was trying to change it up. You're it's good. I don't know. It's a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah, I think, yeah. That was circus music now. I want to see a bear do some juggling when you do that. Thinking about circus episode when Ahsoka and the uh, oh, uh, young ones. So uh, great. Yeah, Padawans so great. Yeah. I'm rewatching that episode with my wife very soon. Nice. Uh, I haven't uh I haven't run that by her, but I'm sure once I do, once I 
say, hey, good morning, guards, <laughs> in a circus. Uh, she will be very excited. Big we, win. Yeah, we never finished our, uh, my wife and I finished yeah. our Clone Wars rewatch. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, she's just like, stops what she's doing. And she's like, why haven't we finished Clone Wars? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're getting, much we're going to get do. to it. Much to do. <laughs> There's so much, so much to watch. So much to enjoy. Uh, we are very excited to be here enjoying the Clone Wars on Clone Wars report uh, in these episodes building up to the release of the new season. We wanted to take some time to talk about all the different things we liked in Clone Wars. And we just found ourselves in the groove of talking about some of the main characters. Mm-hmm. We talked about Ahsoka. We talked about Kenobi. This episode, we're going to talk about Anakin. Next week, we're going to talk about Padme, and then the glorious event will begin, and we'll be uh, talking about the new episodes of The Clone Wars. So, uh, Ken, do you feel ready to dive into uh, the knighthood of Anakin Skywalker? I am ready. Excellent. So I want to start with the glaring, the obvious, the horn trumpet of the Clone Wars discussion. Do you like Anakin better in the Clone Wars, uh, or do you just feel in general that spending that time with him, hearing uh, Matt Lanter's take on him, enhances the Anakin that exists in the actual prequel movies? I think I've ended up on that, where now I see them almost as the same. Definitely appreciate what Matt Lanter did. I, I've appreciated Hayden Moore's time's gone on. Uh, that's where I'm at now. Where I started, 100% like... Oh, why couldn't I have seen this in the movies? And which I think is a pretty common shared gut reaction to the series. But what I think when you put it together, I think Lanter was doing a great job of building on what was there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For me, I, I it's not a, a question of better because I, I think it's very different because we get to spend such quality time yeah. with him and we get to spend time with him where he is, again, like we talked about with Kenobi last week, reacting to big events in his life, certainly, but not the biggest of events that we get to see in the movies. And I think uh, he particularly, uh, the version that we see in the Clone Wars animated series really matches up to the Anakin we see at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yes. The I'm not leaving Obi-Wan behind, uh, that that compassion, not, not the rageful fear of loss but just the compassion for wanting to go back for the clones who are being taken out in the space battle and obi-wan having to say they're doing their job so we can do ours and getting to see that the kind part of attachment the healthy and heroic part of attachment yeah yeah i I think uh it it really glad you mentioned that obi-wan and sith moment because i think that's over overlooked even just if you're talking about that movie yeah he does start there he does there he's he's on board and they have this fun banter and they're in unison and i think uh, that builds a lot on uh what what is in clone wars even Mm -hmm. though obviously it was made first uh so what do you like about the anakin that we get to spend time with in the clone wars animated series what are your your favorite things I enjoy him being really sleeves rolled up in the fighting, not in the sense of always just a warrior. He's definitely got some, that militaristic side. I was rewatching the uh, Citadel escape arc, yeah, which I was telling you off air. I totally forgot the death of uh, Evan Peel. Even <laughs> Peel happens in that episode. Yes, the Clone Wars goes on the mission to <laughs> kill the Jedi who need to be dead by Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. Just I mean, it wasn't like decades ago. I watched the episodes. I watched it relatively. I was relived the trauma. <laughs> it's like, no, you not, you can't die. But in that episode, there's a lot of things where they hint at things to come between him and Tarkin and yep. everything. But I was just looking at 
he is a warrior. He is there. He is there for the good fight, for what he believes a good fight, and there's some complicated reasons beyond that. I think in the Clone Wars, I enjoy that the most. Specific moments, uh, you know, can come to my mind a little bit later, but just the the relationship with Rex, the relationship with the clones, and he's one of the guys, uh, one of the gals, one of the he's there in it and doing good in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and the complications come later. So that's the kind of stuff, him in action. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. The mm-hmm. word that has always jumped to my mind when I think about Anakin, and I think why people really compliment Matt Lanter is because mm-hmm. it is in the writing, but it is just in his tone. It's just in his aura. The word that always comes to mind is brotherly. He yes. just feels like that guy who is there for you. Mm-hmm. And I might have some bias from having a, you know, a brother who's three years older than me. And it might be kind of for myself attaching a little bit of that sure. relationship of that, that person who like, you know, uh, they might have their stuff going on. Yeah. But they're a little bit more outward thinking and are there for everybody else. Gotcha. We definitely get to see his baggage. Right. But he's just so there for. He's there for Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and he's there in a way that doesn't feel like I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get to see the different Jedi-Padawan relationships, and they slide between more sibling versus more parental. Yeah. And especially since they create a bond so quickly about Ahsoka's like, oh, you do risky, dangerous things. Cool. I'll do that, too. Uh, from the get-go, from yeah. the movie when she drops the mm-hmm. uh, the house on him. Yes. drops the wall on him and like trust me yeah yeah <laughs> this will be a, a silent movie bit and in the, it'll fall in the right place and you won't die uh it's so like his little sister yeah who he could find annoying but he actually does see all the great things about her and wants to protect her and mm-hmm. wants her to be safe and wants her to grow and learn and doesn't want her to deal with the kind of problems he has to deal with you know mm-hmm. and getting to see yeah, he still listens to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan still lectures him, mm. but they're, you know, closer in rank and they are yeah. brothers. They're partners, not just master and apprentice. I, re- I You're on onto something there with the brother thing. And then and just hearing you describe it, thinking they gave Darth Vader a little sister. Yeah. You know, just think <laughs> of it, that, you know, and that and what that does. But yeah, the because... The, Obi-Wan and the other Jedi are always, there's a little, there's a little insulation there. There's a distance. There's a bit of a wall. They're experienced. They've been through a lot. And I think we forget, you know, coming out of the events of Attack of the Clones, Anakin just got secretly married. He's still learning. He's on the outside of some things. So therefore, uh, he doesn't have a full sense of authority, even though it might be on the same level. But still, you know, so to watch him kind of work through that and be there alongside Ahsoka as well as teaching her, is, is, is a fun relationship. They could have done that differently. Yeah. And I'm glad they went that way. Yeah. yeah. And I think just knowing that, given the events of Attack of the Clones, he has opened himself up to rage, and he knows what that feels like. Mm. You know, and he mm-hmm. has that that meltdown, and, and yeah. he admits to Padme that he he killed them all. Uh, and we learn out, learn, you know, later in Revenge of the Sith that he also told uh, Palpatine. But th- there's, right. a, there's a nice simmer there when he's... There's so many great moments in... The Clone Wars animated series where he's like, uh, I'll give into a little bit of anger, but I'll justify it. It's what's needed mm-hmm. to get the job done. And th- it's unfair for the Jedi to leave this person behind. So I'm going to go back for them. And yeah, it's simmering. It's a great kind of simmer because you know that he has gone too far. Yeah. But in the Clone Wars, there's so many moments where just I feel like morally the audience is with him. Mm-hmm. When he's like, no, R2 is 
uh, not just valuable because he has information. It's because he's Artu. He's yeah. worthy of of value and, yep. and appreciation as a separate being. And the Jedi are like, it's a droid. What's yeah. your deal? <laughs> What's your deal, you know, man? And, and it's a great counterpoint to, I feel like the movies spend a little bit more time on the darkness of Anakin rather than mm. letting us see the good man that Obi-Wan remembers in, yeah. in those moments where even though it's things that might lead him to darkness, he still feels like a good man. That's that's a great point. Also going to just Alec Guinness's words of, you know, he was an, an, a good friend. Like yeah. he, to actually see that promise uh, come through here is great. And really setting this tone for, like you just said, saying the R2 exam, example or any general examples of that's, good attachment you'd think and, and to have that be at odds with the jedi as he his attachment needs uh, of attachment are growing that's that the seeds are planted right there but from a very positive standpoint yeah not just that 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 sometimes i think hayden's performance gets written off as as whiny which i would say that's a skywalker trait at times <laughs> not for leia but for others uh it certainly uh, it runs in the uh the male <laughs> the part male of the skywalkers guy. right from tashi station yeah. to traitor <laughs> to tra- uh, whininess is in the skywalkers i bet you have uh <laughs> so i think it, it's it's a diff, it's a it's a deeper look at at what ended up happening yeah yeah so i want to examine some of those light side dark side moments because that's mm. the balance of storytelling with with anakin in this era where you you need to see the the memory of this good friend that Obi-Wan has. And you also need to see the, Oh, he is, he's slipping because he's getting to that place uh, where, where he feels out of control and revenge of the Sith. So do you have specific favorite light side moments where you feel like that's, he he was being a a, a good person. He was being a good Jedi. He was, he was on the side of the light. I am drawn to two probably wildly different ideas, both vague in my mind because my Clone Wars rewatch has been very, jumpy <laughs> yeah. this episode that that episode i love the saw and steela guerrera stuff and and him and ahsoka kind of at the forefront training them is is it is and training them in this this guerrilla warfare that you know by the way saw ends up almost kind of using against him yeah. later on there's the setup and, and becoming so very similar to him with just yeah. all that imagery of saw saw's life saving equipment being very similar to vader's At yeah 100 percent there you go. Wow, it's like Star Wars' themes built into it. <laughs> so, never mind. Um, I There's something I just like about Latin. There's other kind of similar episodes uh, where Anakin's got to help and and train or the, the villagers who only want peace. And, and Ahsoka drove a lot of that one, uh, if I yeah. remember correctly. But I want to yeah. drill down on the, the saw and steel for yeah, a moment. Yeah. So just in terms of your own take for the Jedi, mm-hmm. you know, the Jedi wrestle constantly with when is it the morally the best thing to be uh, inactive and yeah. just let other people determine their own fate? Yeah. Let the galaxy and the force flow as it is versus when should you step up? Right. And I think a lot of what Anakin wrestles with in the Clone Wars is he more, he often feels more like we should do things. It is our responsibility to take action. Yeah. If I'm re- remembering correctly, he's the one who's really pushing for getting super involved in yeah. Saw and Stila's conflict so uh, how did that land for you morally did you feel like when you watch those episodes you're on anakin's side i am on anakin's side and i like the idea of this you know going to the qui-gon i can't fight a war for you type of thing so hey i'm going to train some people up there and then again it's fresher in my mind but the the citadel arc him and tarkin finding this weird common ground and we know where it ends up so it's it's tantalizing (laughs) but there's this one point i love those kind of well it's very true from a certain point of view moments in star wars and it's where Anakin's just kind of like, we 
we stop ourselves. Why are we half-assing this war? We could We're probably, already in a war. Yeah, yeah. We could end it. Like, he's got this feeling of we could end it. And the fact that I think he's putting that into Saw and in a you know, bigger discussion and even in real life on what you need to do to stop things, blah, 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 but just how it plays out in Star Wars time, there's Saw's not wrong until he blows up children at a school, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. And so therefore, where does it stop? And it leads down that. But going back to that, I think it really comes from a good place in Anakin's mind, which is you can see how it's very easy to to pervert it down the line. Yeah. Very easy for, you know, I, I was talking, um, I was a guest on this this podcast with this guy named Hambone Dave. It was, it was uh, <laughs> really, he really loves the prequels. But a good Are you discussion. sure this isn't an episode of The Clone it Wars? It might be Hambone Dave. <laughs> That's one uh, of the clones, right? Yeah, he might have, uh, along with the uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, battle droid uh, uh, that I forgot was in the show until I watched the Citadel arc. Um and we were we were discussing just the one of my favorite moments is is Newt Gunray saying to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, but Sidious promised us peace, peace. Yeah, which to me is one of those moments that in that moment, just all the bad things he's done, and they trade federation as you always say, it's Amazon getting an army going. Yeah, uh, it was. It's like I believe that. I believe that moment. I believe that came from somewhat of a good spot. Uh, we could have longer discussion on Newt Gunray's perversion of his own <laughs> desires. But I think I go back to, I was watching the Citadel, Citadel stuff, and it's like, I think Anakin just feels like, we don't want this war. I like fighting, but I don't want this. Why don't we end it? We got powers. Yeah. We're wizards. See, and this is, this is I think, the the one of the things that's so fascinating about Anakin in the Clone Wars is that he is this vessel to us discussing our own levels right. of, of of interpretation. Mm-hmm. for like So when he's advocating for Saw and Stila yeah. and saying like, hey, yeah, I know we're here to train them. They're going to die, so why don't we step up? Right. For me, that's a little bit like, hey, you're listening to Shmi saying the problem in right. this universe is nobody helps each other. Mm-hmm. So so I feel like that's coming from this more noble place. But then, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. when you get to Tarkin and, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I don't feel like we're going far enough. It feels to me like what he's saying. It's par- probably because he's talking to Tarkin is like, they could send me to kill. Mm-hmm. I could kill these people and I could yeah. end. And one is... To me, like, is a little bit more defense. These people yeah. are They're being need attacked. our help, and yeah. we are right here, so why don't we help? Mm-hmm. Versus, if only the Jedi Council would just proactively send me to wipe out yeah. our enemies, this would be over. And there's those those fine areas of not not just what your actions are, but what are your intentions what your intentions, and, and how easily it can get kind of just kind of convoluted in your own brain. I, I, I guess I'm trying to think of some real-world examples, but just this, just of, yes, this particular thing started out from a good point, but then if, if, if other people around you can suddenly, like a Tarkin, the Tarkin initiative's already forming in his brain. Yep. He's already, a, he's not a great dude, <laughs> um, but comes from also just a real... In his own nobility, which is, again, that's another discussion. But I just, so I love that moment. Again, it's so fresh in my brain. That's definitely why I'm talking about it. Um, There's a lot of things uh, in in Clone Wars I'm forgetting right now, but uh, except for the Mieber Gascon arc. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, you're you're really hitting on why I like those two competing moments. Because he's not wrong with with Steel and uh, Asan Steela. He comes a good spot. I love that you brought in the the mother thing, Shmi. I mean, we've talked about how... Shmi, the influence of Shmi. Yeah. She essentially, I think, put the the ticking time bomb that saves him 
years later. Yeah. You know, he almost returns to that, that table uh, with Qui-Gon and Jar Jar at the end of Return of the Jedi in my mind. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. Yeah. I could go on about Tarkin being wrong but thinking he's right. Yeah. And being able to just get in, in Anakin's <laughs> ears. You can see, you can see it. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Even though it ends up really bad for the galaxy. Not not great for the galaxy. Not but yeah, for the galaxy. It's, it's a great, like, oh, that's how this, oh, this is our Facebook memory of the beginning of their relationship. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, sort of favorite light side moments. I think I, I, there's a lot that I like where, just like we talked about with Obi-Wan, we get, there are episodes where we get flavor of Anakin, mm. but he doesn't make any big decision. It's not a spotlight on who will he become. He's just doing his job. Yeah. Right. And maybe he does it with a little bit of edge or maybe he does it with a little bit of uh, extra heart, but he's just there being a Jedi doing what he is told yeah. to do. So many episodes, he finds his own way to do it, which is a little bit more rash or cocky mm-hmm. uh, but that's not necessarily presented as a bad thing yeah uh i think for me when i thought of light side moments there are moments where i think his attachment comes across not as a weakness but as a strength like mm-hmm. just having empathy there's that um i haven't uh rewatched it in a, in a little while so I don't remember all the exact details but there's an early episode in the ryloth campaign where ahsoka makes some rash decisions and gets a lot of her clones killed. Yeah. And Anakin is just really there for her emotionally, right? Instead of being an Obi-Wan and going (laughs) and kind of leaning on her, he's like, (laughs) been there, done that with the rash decision. So just seeing him as a master with empathy, again, that's the sort of like Mm -hmm. brotherly, like, yeah, I've already made that mistake. I understand why you made it. Uh, The, the need to rescue R2, the connection to R2 for mm. me, that's uh, it, that those episodes are played with those notes of like, ooh, here's the attachment thing. Yeah. But I think in the overall morality of Star Wars, the, the story has often been droids are undervalued. Yeah. And they shouldn't be, you know, mm. go, go back to, you know, Anakin's daughter saying yeah. never underestimate a droid. Right. Yep. And that he sees value in everybody is a real light side thing to me. And like totally. R2 is valuable because of every not just because he's a computer to hold our secrets yeah because he's he's sentient yeah he matters uh that's a great thing uh light side it's a little bit i i don't i guess it's the light side of anakin and padme's relationship mm. i love in general that episode uh evil plans uh where uh padme is hosting a sort of a diplomatic dinner the majority of the episode is the droids being hunted by cad bane and, and 3 and r2 going going through some stuff yeah but you get to see some just Utter domesticity. Yes. From, it's not Anakin sneaking over for, you know, uh, a tryst. It's not Anakin and Padme, you know, stealing a kiss behind a column in the middle yeah. of a political thing. It's just like she's got a stressful thing she has to do at work. Yeah. It's like I feel like watching that episode. It's sort of like, oh, talking to my wife. Like, do you have a stressful business meeting? Let me talk through your needs. Yeah. But, and help you for it. And just that Anakin's there just kind of it's one of those rare moments where just like. That's a husband. Yeah. <laughs> That's what husbands actually do. Side note, I, you can't go back, and, and, and who knows, with season seven, you know, I just don't think we'll have that time. It's too close to Revenge of Sith, blah, blah, blah. I would I would do, I, I would love a little bit more of that in Star Wars, of them, specific, specifically Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Especially because how bad the relationship goes and everything. Just to actually see, it, it, I haven't really thought about in those terms that it's just like, it's a sitcom <laughs> it's, it's, or an HBO hour drama all rolled in one. And yeah. it, it's really, I like that. a lot. Yeah. That episode does have some sitcom vibes. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to the other side. Let's talk about some dark side moments of Anakin in, in the clone wars. Cause there are definitely some that underline, Hey, 
I know you're watching the the fun cartoon show, but remember mm. where this is going, kids. Yeah. Uh, kind of moments. For you, any moments that jump out of dark side Anakin emerging? The the one that I, I think I've heard a lot discussed. I know it's a, it's a favorite of some of my friends who love the series. Uh, correct me. I think it's with Rush Clovis, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he just straight out beats him up. Beats the crap out of his uh, wife's ex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no force. No wizardry. Raw, unchecked, whatever term you want to use, aggression, uh, jealousy, rage. And I still that when you talk about what jumps out to me of six seasons, that's what I go to. Yeah. Is it because of what you're describing where it feels more primal? It feels more real world because it's not force choking. It's I'm going to punch your face and throw you across the room. It is. It is that it's him. It's everything stripped away. Lightsaber, force powers, the cloak, the cape, what he feels, his title, it's him. Yeah. And the fact that that's, that's there, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the idea of just, uh, you know, the, that, that shadow could be in any one of us. Yeah. The, how you choose to deal with jealousy and, uh, and anger and everything. It, it comes out. And it's very star, and it reminds you of the Tatooine, the, the the Tuscan Raider moment. It reminds you of a lot of things you know in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but to see it in a real world, it just it stands it stands out for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, yeah, and, and it's you know toward the end. So I think it is yeah. very much an attempt to be. So when Rush Clovis is introduced, there's jealousy, mm-hmm. uh, but then that jealousy yeah turns into uh, rampant violence and. Yeah. And it, it is a great build toward the, yes, he loves Padme, but his actions are not about his love. They're about that fear yep. of losing, right? Yep. And yep. that's the what jealousy is about, right? That that sharp pain that that somebody is going to yeah. take something from, from you um, is really powerful. And it isn't those kind of, like we were discussing earlier, like, hmm, helping right. San Stila <laughs> when he was told not to, let's examine the morality. Like, yes. Yep. Uh, unnecessarily beating yeah. the holy hell out of <laughs> perhaps some yeah. Jedi therapies needed. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You know. Exactly. So yeah, that that that's mm-hmm. a big one. We uh, mentioned this last week talking about Obi Wan. I think is uh, the great insight of his fury at losing Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, when Obi Wan goes undercover and in under order to do that, they fake his death and kind of cruelly. Don't let Anakin into the loop. I guess that's, you know, up for debate whether it's cruel. It's a Jedi way, but certainly yeah. it sure didn't help oh, Anakin's good feelings toward, <laughs> toward the Jedi. But I love that we get to see him mm-hmm. in rage and again, playing with that, like the, what what is the power of the light of attachment? Where right. When is it a strength and a gift versus when is it an excuse to mm. lash out in anger? And mm. he seems to kind of have this like, well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, he, he's my master, my father, my brother. Yeah, of course I'm going to lash out. Excuse is a good good word to use there, yeah. you know, yeah. about what he can justify uh, in his mind. Yeah. I don't remember, uh, again, because there, there's so much going worse, uh, even watching the episodes uh, three times, there's uh, details that escape me. But I like elements of the Zygerian slave story, in particular, that we learn. This is necessarily a dark side moment, but it, a great insight to Anakin where we learn that Ahsoka doesn't know that Anakin had been a slave. Right. And that he doesn't talk about 
his background. Mm. So that's such a great insight because, you right. know, again, from a more real world perspective, a great way to deal with your feelings is talking about them. Yeah. If he is disconnecting from the kindness and the wisdom that Shmi passed on to him, mm-hmm. just bearing it and not thinking about it. And the only thought of his mother is one of grief and rage. Mm-hmm. And because they- he isn't examining it, he isn't sharing it. He isn't passing on yeah. what it was like to have that ex- love, loving mother. He, that's not a part of his, what he passes on to Ahsoka. He just doesn't yeah. talk about it. And it's, it's it, I've got a, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know if there's some specific examples of where this has been discussed, even in the new, no, new novels. Comics sometimes go more into his past, uh, Charles soul series and everything. Yeah. But the idea of, of, of if he's not dealing with it, he's obviously going around for years thinking, I couldn't save my mother because I didn't do anything sooner. I didn't. Yeah. We as Jedi didn't go, uh, go back to Tatooine and free all the slaves like my dreams. And I, this is what I, this is where you and I think love putting down all canon that we know on a table and going, here's all those things. So you go to the Phantom Menace novel where he's dreaming about coming back with an army or whatever it was to, yeah. to save, to liberate. Um, and now that we know Padme, uh, after, you know, the events of Phantom Menace, Sending Sabe and ever let's try let's try to free because she looks over at the temple and, and kind of is like there's a little kid over there that his mom's back on there and that's yeah, in my and face and it's not right it's not right and so did, did they have any at point have those discussions and so if I mean I joke about a Jedi therapy uh, situation but like I I you know they need some on call Jedi mental health help over there <laughs> an expert over there I mean because they, a lot of them probably go through some stuff and so the idea of of him burying that and and it manifests into because I didn't do this I didn't go back and slaughter those Tusken Raiders early yeah it's got to carry some weight and got to be there I it, it's going outside the bounds of our discussion about the Clone Wars but. Um, no, I mean, I think yeah. that's that's part of it is because the Clone Wars is it's you, you can watch an episode and sometimes it's uh, honestly 60 percent action. Yep. Fun. And then, you know, 40 percent or 30 percent will be these moments that really crystallize yeah. and broaden out the, the larger canon. I think that's what's great about it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about one of his most important relationships in the Clone Wars, which is having a Padawan. Yeah. Uh, so how do you think it changed Anakin to have a Padawan. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It, so I, I, I love this question because, again, now, again, I'm laying all the cannon down on the roadmap there. Got a big old cannon table. When when you see it, when it first happens, no matter what you thought of, of SNPs and what was going on, you know, I think you can think you're going to get kind of where it goes. And then I, I just still to this day is why Ahsoka is just such an, a powerful character to me, where it goes. And you talked about the brother relationship. So at the end, I'm just going to jump into where she walks away. And that final conversation we have and, and, and the thing you touched upon that I, I keep going back, put it on a T-shirt, just Ahsoka is the one to highlight the Jedi weren't wrong. We just got away from what we believed. They just didn't. They just fell down on their own beliefs. They taught yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And you got, you know, institutions, everything. And I think I think they have that moment. She's putting that train of thought because he's kind of got some of these stuff going on right or wrong. He, he probably could have walked away in that moment. And so therefore it, it flips it. It's like. Ray teaching Luke a little bit. Yeah. And him come and grab the force. Luke grabbing that. um lightsaber is him going i i learned from you and i think so there's a lot that he ends up learning from her and in the end might have changed him again connecting back to shmi connecting back to ahsoka that's part part of the reason i think he might have changed and saved luke in that moment other than just the base level connection so that's where i think it was a it was a change that was inside him and it took a while to go out which is why in rebels i think 
I think she's the one that could have saved him at that point. And I still, I still interpret that moment. You kind of hear Matt Lanter's voice on, in the rebels showdown between them. It's because Anakin reappears for a second and it's Ahsoka that does it. And so for him to just suddenly, I'm your, I'm your Jedi master and they need to teach me responsibility. And this, this is why my masters gave me you as a, as a student. Clearly the relationship changes by the end. It's more on even ground. And I think it's an exciting emotional landscape to play around with. Yeah. Play, play around with. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the idea that, okay, the Jedi are paying some attention to, mm-hmm. This important, powerful, chosen one, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi are very concerned about attachment and being able to let go. And it seems like that is a part of the the point of the master and apprentice relationship because making those attachments between one another is natural, Mm -hmm. but you need to handle them in the Jedi way. You need to say, well, the mission that I'm on is more important than my master. So if my master needs to sacrifice himself that's the way of the mission you know and there are episodes that that deal with that really specifically where both ahsoka and anakin are mm. you know from the rest other jedi's perspective too attached and yeah need need to learn there's a lot of great episodes like that so I, I like just that starting point of like this is why we're giving you a padawan to yeah. see if you can handle that kind of attachment and to see if you can let go yeah. in in a way that the jedi view is helpful uh, which then becomes fascinating that he kind of doesn't get the chance to make the choice for himself. She walks away from him. Mm. So there's that arc from if the point from the Jedi's perspective, from wise Master Yoda's perspective, is to teach Anakin how and when to let go in a healthy way, mm. that he even gets robbed of that Yeah, from his perspective, that Ahsoka makes this big moral stand that he hasn't, made the choice to do maybe out of conviction, maybe out of fear. And she just adds from his perspective to the pile of loss. This is a different kind of loss, right? Because Mm -hmm. he lost uh, his mother in all the ways that we're talking about. Uh, But to have Ahsoka say, "Uh, sorry. Yeah. I know, I know you tried, but I just don't want to, I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. In just the literal image of her walking away. So it's so powerful. She becomes herself. I, 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 Padme to me is, is, and I think on by way design of the story, the final piece, the yeah. final the thing puzzle. He, he has promised himself yeah. never to lose, which, which manifests into Palpatine being the thing he needs to keep alive in a way in a more literal sense. I just again go this idea of that, of Ahsoka walking away. You know, here comes another example of Ken references something else. What is it going to be? Wrestling, Game of Thrones, or baseball? Game of Thrones. When <laughs> I, I've been focusing a lot about the death of Ser Jorah yeah. and how that affected Danny, um, and how that could have been one of those final pieces that may have he, she respected him so much she may have changed some of her path. I don't know. This is just this old this different discussion. But Ahsoka again, Ahsoka around in any way, shape, or form might have been the one thing that would have talked some sense into him on a level of I think at some point because they're even in some ways, at some point, you're not going to listen to Obi-Wan. At some point, you're not going to listen to Mace. Especially when Mace is like, stay here, kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, the, the he's, I feel like the arc of Anakin and his relationship with other Jedi, like, trying, trying. Yeah. Uh, you didn't like me the yeah. second <laughs> you met me, and I'm trying to follow yeah. the Jedi ways because I want to be a noble Jedi. I admire Obi-Wan when I'm not mad at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so. so, yeah, so Ahsoka's a great... Hope, hope for him to have a better relationship with the Jedi. Yeah. The other thing I really like about their dynamic is 
I think that she allowed him to see himself more. Totally. And to see himself initially in maybe a better light, mm. right? Because there's a lot of just kind of straightforward, n- normal morality tale growing up. Mm. Anakin sees Ahsoka ask, uh, you know, acting in a rash and dangerous way and gets to have those like, oh, that's what it <laughs> felt like when I did that to Obi-Wan. It's a, it's a total just chain of life kind of thing, those moments that are great. Yeah. But seeing the healthy part, I think, of her compassion and her willingness to risk herself for mm. people she loves and being inventive and clever and like... Mm. I, th- I think it must have been a good thing for him to see those things from the outside. Yeah. And probably healthy on some level, but also uh, continue to drive the divide between the Jedi. Of like, look at all these traits they're mad at me for. Mm-hmm. And I see them in Ahsoka and she sees them in me and we both value one another. And like many moments, you know, throughout yeah. Clone Wars where another Jedi or another Padawan will, will you know, like the rest of the Jedi know that you two do things different ways or yeah. no surprise that you did uh, a, a rash thing being Anakin's Padawan. So like, yeah, so they form this little club of like, maybe there, maybe there's a different way to, to do things. Yeah. So like, I think there's like positive things in him getting to see himself in her. Yeah. In things that drive a divide between yeah. him and the rest of the him Jedi. And Jedi. Oh man. The idea to the Rosoka is, is somewhat of a roadmap. And, and, and for anyone who's, who looks at things as like a, a scorecard or a video game XP points. I, I'm not necessarily saying Ahsoka was the other chosen one or anything like that. Follow me on here. But just the idea of Anakin looking at, at what what could have been in a way. She's almost the good Anakin, the Anakin that stayed or the Anakin that still was on the outside, kind of figuring things out on her own, following her own way, go with her heart. Um, some yeah, of the, the compassionate and compassionate. rash, but not with the anger yeah. as much. And if, 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 if is, is there any connection... I think he's too far gone maybe at one point. But just, you know, that moment of looking at her, here she is, she's come back, she's she's Ahsoka, Gandalf the White, she's back uh, doing all those things and she's still helping, she's f- helping the re- fighting the rebellion, all these all these kind of things. It's like if you had just worked through some stuff, Anakin, <laughs> and because she's so secure to walk away. That's why it's such a powerful moment. We always say it's about Ahsoka kind of becoming herself, but it's also this, you know, she's not, you know, like he says, this is all you wanted. This is all you wanted, Ahsoka. And, and to have that strength to be like, it was, but look, it's no longer what I want. I can do yeah. this without it. If, if that, if any had stuck again, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's two sides of a coin in a way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I don't want to directly run to one, one to one for, for again, for stat keepers or <laughs> like, eh, eh, it could, da, 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 da. but, but it could, for me, it works that way. Yeah. To, to see her, he had all of these both legitimate griefs with the Jedi and yeah. anger and frustration. And to see her take the mature path of just saying, then I walk away. Mm. You know, how did that make himself feel that uh, I can't do that for some reason? Yeah. You know, is it a complicated relationship with Padme and the revelation of their relationship? Or yeah. is it something deep inside himself where he has this childlike ideal of I know what I want the Jedi to be. I want yeah, them to be yeah. warriors who rush in to help anybody in peril. And I can't let go of that vision, even though it's not true. And like her departure must make him yeah. question those things on, on some level. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Mortis arc. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the the lesson of the Mortis arc was was meant to be for Anakin? Uh, and what are, we could do a whole episode on the Mortis arc. A yeah. lot of people just 
really love it and find a lot of depth in it. What are your general feelings on the uh, Mortis arc? I'll say this. I, pr- I probably got some wrong answers about Mortis, man. And I just watched <laughs> it last week because it's, it's... Oh, you I, did? Okay. No, but I rewatched it a lot because I'm, I'm like... I remember the first time I saw it. I, I, I liked it from the beginning, but the first time I saw it, I was like, what is going on? And I, in a good way, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, what? And that's where you really learn... George had some ideas about the forest. Yeah, I know. He's like, what? There's a <laughs> Legend of Zelda temple <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, in a not-planet space? Yeah. Like, but it does not mean I understand it any anymore anytime I watch it. Uh, you know, he does get a vision of what he is, but it's it's erased from his mind, and I know that comes up a lot. So I, I was watching. I was really focused on the sacrifice of the father mm-hmm. and wondering, you know, Again, it's it's weird because Anakin, in some sense, is going to have little to no memory of the events here. I don't know to which degree he had the Men in Black uh, neuralizer on him. I think he remembers the events. He just doesn't remember specifically the vision, the vision. that the son unlocked. Because they they wake up and they're kind of like the clones are like you you fade away for a second. Well, we it, for us it was only or for you it was only a second. For us it was years. Yeah, they have that kind of moment. So yeah, I imagine men. I remember some of it, but just I, I, I think to me, I went on, you know, perhaps maybe it's on the surface, but just the idea of like he's literally seen previews of what's to come, uh, choices, uh, the, 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 some sort of, uh, it's not a necessarily forgiveness of the son by the father, but, uh, but, uh, if, if you're going to, uh, not change, I know I'm going to have to, my power is your power, that type of thing. Yeah. So I, I'm really yeah. sacrifice myself so you can't, yeah. you know, so you can be vulnerable to, Attack by Anakin, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or defense, depending on your point of view. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely the just straightforward power of, in in Mortis Land, uh, he is specifically a chosen one because his, his power right. is just as strong in the light as it is in the dark, and that seems like fairly straightforward of, like, Anakin, mm-hmm. you can choose either path, and you are right. very powerful in either one, where it seem, feels like Obi-Wan is powerful in the light, and he couldn't. You rise Great to that point. level of yep. being able to con- control both the son and the daughter because it is not in his nature. Right. Um, I think there are a couple of things that struck me in the last time I watched it that are, to me, interesting overall, especially knowing that George Lucas and Filoni were really kind of yeah. filling this with some some mythos stuff that uh, would relate back to the rest of the canon table yeah. <laughs> that we're talking <laughs> about uh, this episode. I think there's some big picture stuff and some stuff that maybe it launched in Anakin's head. Um, yeah. I was really struck this last viewing where the sun is of darkness. That is his nature. Yeah. And it's been fine. But now the father's upset because the sun is acting on it. Yeah. Which it goes back to a lot of discussions we've had lately uh, in that video that is circulating of Lucas about balance of the force, that mm. there is a natural balance in the Jedi. Their goal is to maintain it. Yeah. But when dark side users begin to really manipulate the dark side and use it on others that's when things get out of balance yeah because that spreads more and more darkness the pain and the anger uh so the fact that that is what is actually going on in mortis is the problem is the problem isn't that the sun exists yeah the problem is that the sun is beginning to act uh and that's what is throwing everything out of balance could have been a (laughs) a a thing that anakin you know paid attention to uh and then i think just in terms of the he's looking around he's if you imagine anakin thinking through this stuff which maybe he did or didn't the things that happen as you're talking about are sacrifice Mm -hmm. 
the daughter, being of light, sacrifices herself. Right. She gives her a life force to Ahsoka. The father sacrifices himself so the son can be stopped. So mm-hmm. he's seeing these examples of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, ultimately, what happens in order to set things right is he he says, I, I'll, I'll, I'll join with the son right. in, in Explore the Dark Side, but to stop him. Right. Which, because of the father's sacrifice, he does. He ends up stabbing, mm-hmm. stopping the sun, stopping the darkness. But I wonder if there's any of that, like, look, I'm equally powerful in the light and the dark. I can I can dabble in the dark side. And then, it, which to me lines up really well with Revenge of the Sith, where he's like, yeah, uh, on some level, he's just like, obviously Palpatine's evil. I'll kill him. I'll take over the government. I'll make uh, Padme queen, whatever. We'll rule together. It's right. it's going to be my empire. It'll be fine. I'll just do all these awful things. Then Padme and I can just have a happy life. Like, mm-hmm. and that is the mm-hmm. lie of the dark side. Yeah. And yeah. it's that interesting it that he, yeah. what did he get out of his experience in Mortis that he, did he get that belief that I can dabble in the dark side just enough to right. kill my enemies and then everything will be fine. <laughs> it's almost as if, as if uh, he was walking around thinking there was gray Jedi. <laughs> and it turns out there wasn't. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a gray Jedi. Necessary rage. <laughs> Necessary rage. Necessary rage. Uh, any other thoughts on, on Mortis? It's funny, but it's specifically uh, talking about the sun. And this is over oh, the Anakin. It was funny because in this last watch, watch around, uh, you know, talking about how, you know, he acts on his power. I was, I was like, how long has he just been sitting there, the son, daughter, and the father? But just how long have they been going on? How long have they been on this planet? Were they born here, raised here? Did they come somewhere else? And the idea that, like, the son just flicking rocks at bugs or doing something <laughs> and just is like, enough, I'm going evil. So I had, yeah. had that thought. I'm going to give in to my and, nature. And Anakin's here to bring it out of him. Lash out. Yeah, yeah a lot of interesting things uh, mm-hmm. going on there. And and as always, I know Mortis is one of those uh, the those arcs that means really a lot of different things to a lot of different yeah. people. And, and uh, the caveat we like to throw out, we're sharing our perspective, our takes. We know a lot of people have different yeah. uh, perspectives and takes on those. And everyone's take is valid, of course. So uh, as we begin to wrap up our conversation, what do you want to see in season seven to bring Anakin even closer to where he is during Revenge of the Sith? I've been, especially since we might be passing by. I, 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 from my standpoint now, I think a lot of the big things are at play. I want to see, I want to see that he and Ahsoka have some kind of, you know, they're going to have to have a talk, right? They're going to be, we see, we've seen the reveal, at least in the trailers. Yeah. And does that talk sour him more on himself in the Jedi, or does he now find it impossible to follow her path, or is he inspired by her, but feels he can't get, get to that point? Like, you're doing great things. Gosh, I can't quit my job. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like I wonder freelance if, is working great for you. I, yeah, man, could, I got could, medical over here. Right? <laughs> could it go as far as like maybe you're right? In when this war, war is over, I'll really think of whether yeah. if the Jedi is is the right place for me, and and set him on that path of mm-hmm. sure I can do the right thing, but first I need to end the war because yeah. he is very much on the you know this war needs to end, and totally. then everything will be okay. And then and yeah, then if there's an actual port, point of him, him and Obi Wan racing off to save Palpatine and then the fear of losing Pal like the desire to save Palpatine starts then and there. That's a, that's a really great I point like that. because that's before there is that 
the knowledge that he needs him to save right. Padme, but he's a, he's another father figure. He's another right. paternal figure to potentially lose. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, and then him racing, him racing a little bit again. I don't know how far Seven's going to jump past Sith or what. We, you know, we we we're not one hundred percent sure because uh, we we also see the, the the hologram shot with with Padme, right? Yeah. So just driving home more of that. Really, just doubling down on uh, his uh, his not wanting to lose those. I mean, and but also going into going into that final movie, no matter how much the show passes by. Uh, follow me. The idea of him kind of racing off to save the day with Obi Wan in this naive "we're gonna win" attitude, in unison, yeah. Which might be just on a simple. Ah, oh, we know what happens, and that's sad, bittersweet great moment but he's yeah. like let's go save the day <laughs> that might help set up a little more pain in right, the transition right the the one of the few last shining moments of uh, anakin skywalker yeah. jedi knight and friend of obi-wan kenobi <laughs> yeah uh i'm all for some more anger and frustration yep. with the jedi because it's not like i think the story is well told in mm-hmm. uh revenge of the sith where uh, all of those they are asking him to do things that are a little bit over the line uh yeah. and and palpatine is so uh, exploits that so well. Um, but exactly what you're saying to, to sum up that relationship with Ahsoka by developing that. I would also like to see a moment in, in maybe this is, is a little bit more, uh, this last season could be more Ahsoka story. So maybe you won't see it. I've been thinking a lot about the moments in star Wars prequels in particular, where greed is a mm-hmm. problem because mm-hmm. yeah. Lucas talks a lot about that of like, that's the, problem with the dark side is it's never enough yeah if you get more power you want more power if you control more people you want to control more people and going back to like makes a lot of sense if if that's his perspective the dark side Mm. he starts with a company yeah (laughs) that doesn't want to pay taxes yeah (laughs) it's a good way to start with greed yeah and anakin says you know there's something wrong i want more Mm. my power isn't enough so there's that Mm. sense that even before, like, I need this power to save Padme, that longing for more power. I, I would love to see that sense of greed of, I, yeah. I, I'm a powerful Jedi. I'm, in fact, people believe one of the most powerful Jedi ever mm-hmm. in just this burning sensation that it's not enough. The idea, going back to what you said earlier, what, him talking to Padme of, like, let's, you know, rule, rule the Empire together, rule the galaxy together, if he has... A nicer, simpler, again, kind of naive version of that, of just like, let's, yeah, uh, you know, especially if, again, if, if the show goes past certain events yeah. that we're familiar with. And be able to recontextualize and reframe some of the moments we are familiar with, a little more context, a little more thought behind it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just simple. We just, we take over. Take over. <laughs> My last super nerdy thing, and I, I'm yeah. not, uh, normally is like, a, but it was said in Revenge of the mm-hmm. I since they make such a big deal in that first conversation between Anakin and Padme when she reveals her pregnancy mm-hmm. about how long he's been away in the Outer Rim sieges yeah. in the rumors of his death, I would love those to be concrete. Mm. I would love to see that, you know, what exactly were the Outer Rim sieges? How long was he gone? How long were they apart? Because that, you know, absence uh, makes yeah. the heart grow fonder. And if you're Anakin, the fear of loss grow deeper. Yeah. <laughs> and the rumors of your death. To me, that would be just a fun canon thing if you see Great. like some clones from a certain perspective or, you know, does Wolfie Lauren think he's dead? You know, ah, yeah. yeah. How do, how do those rumors start? Yeah. That'd be a fun little canon thing for me. Uh, 
Any other favorite Anakin moments, relationships, or, or details that that we haven't touched on that you really like inside the Clone Wars? Uh, you you mentioned Wolf Yularen. They're they're kind of Yularen. Just we mentioned him recently. Uh, you're talking about him on Star Wars Rank. Just his kind of annoyance with the Jedi, and a great way to kind of just canonize his switch from the Republic to the Empire. Uh, yeah, cool. Slightly different uniforms. Great. Yeah. Uh, I'm continuing on my mission, and I can be more of a you know. Internal investigations on uh, yeah, great. Uh, the uh, yeah, if he's involved, that moment you're talking about, if he's just like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so dead. Move on. Anakin is dead. Uh, uh, so I enjoy that relationship. We we haven't touched a ton on Anakin and, and Palpatine um, in Clone Wars. There's a lot of moments there, but none that jump out. But just to me, but just the continuing relationship of those guys. But again, we talk a lot about him and the clones, him and Rex. Him and and and, and the, the clones as they rub shoulders in the battlefield. I, I really do enjoy that. Yeah, that that real compassion yeah. for them. Uh, I think is is extremely strong. A uh, couple other little Anakin moments I mm. like. Uh, the episode hostage crisis, where mm. it's an earlier one where Anakin is in and Padme are kind of talking about the relationship. Then is a symbol of how much he is trusts her and is devoted to her, gives her uh, his lightsaber, and then she ends up in a hostage crisis with the awkward, like, what? what? Do you have his lightsaber? And he has to try to save her without the lightsaber. <laughs> it's, it's a great way to play it's on. Sitcom moment. It there. is, yeah. It's it's the yeah. Star Wars romance uh, sitcom <laughs> of like, uh-oh. Um, this is a tiny detail that both you and I have mentioned in the mm. past, but I love it seeing Anakin's quarters and that he has a pod racing poster. It's just one of those little human details that I could take so many more Mm -hmm. of that, that he's still kind of like this, this idea that when, when he's not in rage or off on a Jedi mission, yeah, that he maybe just watches some hollows of uh, pod races because he's still like that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching racing. Put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, the the final thing I wanted to mention uh, in what had been the last arc of the Clone Wars, where Yoda is learning more about uh, yeah. becoming one with the Force, that. Yoda is under uh, scrutiny by the rest of the Jedi because they're not sure about him, uh, mm. if he's physically, mentally okay. Right. And Yoda goes to Anakin to help him escape. And is like, mm. hey, you're feisty droid. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to I would like to borrow him, if I may. <laughs> uh, and also, of all the Jedi I could call to help me break the rules, I call you. Yeah. It's a really interesting dynamic to have one of these sort of... Uh, roguish, not doing Jedi ways exactly right traits of Anakin to actually be mm. commended yeah. by Yoda is like, yeah. oh man, it's just one of those bittersweet moments of like, oh, what if there'd been, it been a little bit more connection like that yeah. where Anakin felt seen and appreciated yeah. by people like Yoda. <laughs> that would have been beautiful. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts from you before we do our, our no, final no, question? No, no, no. All right. Well, then we've been ending all of our episodes with this, so we'll do it again. Do it again. If Anakin was real and we could ask him what question, one question, what might it be? Well, you touch upon it. I would want to pull up a, at a bar, <laughs> probably at the Outlander Club, and just as he's watching pod racing, I'd be like, hey, man, you're one of the best. <laughs> You ever think about getting back into it? <laughs> you would goad a Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker to yeah. get back into the pod racing just, gig. Just that that sports guy that retired after one season or 
You ever think about doing it again? <laughs> Get that one at bat, that one touchdown. Yeah. Think you can do it? Yeah. Think you can do it? Try try a different sport. You want to? <laughs> you be a grab ball star? Yeah. Yeah. That that would be amazing. Uh, I have a philosophical question yeah. and a dumb question. Uh, I would ask him if he thinks about the stuff that his mom told him. Definitely. Or if he just kind of pushes yep. it out of his mind, or if he doesn't relate the sort of wisdom that she gave him to the current events of his life or where that sits in his mind is a fascinating character thing to me. And then the utterly pedantic thing I would ask him totally inappropriate, but I would sidle up to him at a bar and say exactly where was your arm cut off (laughs) above or below the elbow? (laughs) Cause I need to know. We need to know. We need to know. And if it's below, how did you, did you grow some back? How did that work? (laughs) The healing powers of Bacta. The healing powers of Bacta. They can grow an elbow and nothing else. (laughs) Well, that is our look at uh, Anakin Skywalker when he is a wonderful, good Jedi Knight with some issues in the Clone Wars. We uh, can't wait to talk about Padme and to dig into all of the new uh, episodes of Clone Wars coming in Season uh, 7. For myself, uh, for Ken, and for Anakin, we are done. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.